Hello, and welcome to the Teacher's Tribe podcast. I am your host, Maxine McFarlane, a Jamaican educator living in the United States of America, and I'm a nurturer of minds and hearts. If you're new here, I extend a hearty welcome to you. If you have listened to previous episodes, thank you for being here again. You can find links to all episodes at theteacherstribe.com forward slash podcast. I would also appreciate a review on Apple Podcast and remember to share with fellow educators, parents, and caregivers. For the first time since starting this podcast, I decided that it would be a great idea to record what I called an in-the-moment episode. I plan to take note of what was happening during the last week of school, capture how I was feeling, then record, edit, and upload the episode at the weekly scheduled time. Big mistake. I really should have known better. Truth be told, I knew better, but somehow convinced myself that I could get it all done during one of the craziest weeks of the school year. Well, things didn't go as planned, and I decided that as much as I really wanted to, I just couldn't make it. If there is one thing that has been reinforced for me during the pandemic, it's the fact that I have to let go of something sometimes and take care of my mental health and overall well-being. At the end of last school year, the podcast episode that I released was entitled The Unprecedented and Unusual School Year. The 2020-2021 school year wrapped up on June 10, and I feel like the title from last year would still be appropriate as a part two. Many school systems across the United States have already ended the school year, while others are approaching the end. As with last school year, there was uncertainty. Getting to the end evokes a spontaneous sigh of relief mixed with a strong sense of gratitude. I have done some reflecting and gleaned lessons from the experiences of this school year that I know you will want to learn too. I'll share my thoughts on the other side of this. we do the joy of learning brings the light to for parents and teachers everywhere let's show our children how much we care rich experience i bring to you have you joined to share your passion too oh it's the joy It seems as if I have been holding my breath or taking shallow breaths for many months and I can finally inhale deeply and exhale. The roller coaster ride of a school year that we just wrapped up kept me in a state of anticipation for each new need to pivot. Like many school systems, we started the school year with full remote learning. I was assigned to teach a virtual class for semester one with the possibility of changes occurring based on parent options and school board decisions. My assignment lasted for the entire year. However, there were many changes with student assignments, duties, and responsibilities. We were initially allowed to work from home and keep a teleworking log. The first major change came in October 
when the school board voted to have elementary students in grades pre-K to third return to in-person learning on a rotating schedule. This brought teleworking to a halt and we were required to teach from our school building site. Only staff members with special accommodations were allowed to continue to telework. At that time, I was still very uncomfortable with returning to the building and felt it was unnecessary since I was teaching my students virtually anyway. The bigger picture involved more than just providing instruction for our students. Those of us who were teaching virtually were assigned extra duties that required us to be in the building. I had hallway duty in the morning and afternoon, plus I was scheduled to give a teacher on my grade level a 20-minute break every day. After the school board's decision to resume in-person learning in our district, students were placed in three cohorts, and each group came into the building for one week at a time on a rotating basis. As a grade level, we had to figure out how to support the students and teachers who had face-to-face -face classes. My team decided to assign groups of students from the in-person teachers to a virtual class, and those students would access learning remotely when it was not their week to be in the building. For several weeks, my class changed frequently, and I had to be very mindful that routines and procedures, although previously established with my core group, had to be reintroduced and reinforced with each new addition to my class. When the rotations ended, all in-person students returned to their homeroom teachers in the building. I must add, however, that there were a few students whose parents decided that they wanted to change their minds and not allow their children to come into the building. So those of us who were virtual got new students added to our rosters. The changes didn't end there. In the second semester, some parents opted to have their children move from virtual to in-person learning and vice versa. As a result, I lost a couple of students and gained a couple more. Throughout the year, students were temporarily placed in my class for varying periods of time due to COVID-19 exposure or illness. These situations created extra work for both the homeroom teacher and me to communicate with parents, the students, and each other, and to ensure that the students could access learning resources. I would sometimes have to create separate sets of resources for these students since they were not officially on my roster and didn't have access to my Google Classroom. I had to quickly figure out how to differentiate for these students as needed and to place them in one of my small groups that would support their needs. Many times I was left feeling as if I didn't quite figure out exactly what they needed before things changed again. All meetings were held virtually for the entire year. Committee meetings, grade level and PLT meetings, parent-teacher conferences and other events were all convened virtually. Our staff meetings had so many squares that my grid view in Google Meet could not accommodate all of them. I missed seeing faces and enjoying interaction, but those were the circumstances of teaching during a pandemic. It is my practice to hold on to the positive and seek for lessons, especially during challenging times. 
For the purpose of documentation, I am going to take a moment to mention some of the issues that made this year especially challenging. Before I get to the list, I must preface this by stating that I was very fortunate to have the majority of my class consistently engaged and coping well in the remote learning class. Two of the three items listed are related to the small percentage of students that I was most concerned about because of how much instruction they were accessing. Or maybe I should say the limited amount of instruction that they were accessing. Number one, technology problems. All students in my district had the benefit of receiving a device from the school system to be used for learning this year if they needed one. Additionally, students who did not have internet connections received hotspots. However, problems arose when Wi-Fi connections in the students' locations became spotty and files wouldn't load or take a long time to do so. Randomly disappearing out of Google Meet was a common occurrence and there were also audio problems, such as microphones flickering on and off, students couldn't hear me or I couldn't hear them. I celebrate my students for being very resilient and not allowing frustration to set in. Number two, student engagement and assignment completion. So this is kind of a two for one. I'm grateful that most of my students completed assignments every day. Unfortunately, it was the same few students who developed the chronic habit of not completing assignments. As a result, I lived in a perpetual cycle of scheduling times for students to make up work because they were either not in class or they simply did not complete assignments during their independent work time. A few students developed the habit of submitting assignments without completing them. So when Google Classroom was checked, it would appear that all of their work was done. My heart went out to parents who had to juggle working from home while encouraging their children to stay on task. Still others worked outside of the home and had to make arrangements for someone else to supervise their children. I was very mindful of the varying scenarios and tried to make contact with parents as needed. I didn't want to unduly interrupt some parents with a phone call when an email or a message that they could check later would suffice. I had to find a balance between keeping parents informed while preventing information overload or making communication a bother. Some students fell so far behind on assignment completion that it was potentially overwhelming. A major area of concern for me during virtual learning this year as it relates to assignment completion was determining how much the students were actually able to do independently. While I appreciated parental support and could not have successfully managed a virtual classroom without them, it was sometimes obvious that students were not doing the work themselves. The discrepancy showed up when I met with students in small groups or one-to-one -one sessions. It was a hard year, and parents wanted their children to succeed. And it was not always easy for them to accept that it was important for me to see what they didn't understand, that is, what the students didn't understand, so that I could provide intervention and support to help them meet the standards. My concern extends into the future, 
when they will be expected to meet grade level expectations and the gaps will be obvious because the prerequisite skills will be lacking. Three, social emotional well-being or mental health. This has been an area of focus throughout my teaching career. However, this has been a perpetual area of concern since March of 2020, when our lives and routines were disrupted by the pandemic. I observed the struggle that my own teenagers faced while also learning from home, and I often felt conflicted as a teacher and a mother. I felt guilty when I was contacted by a teacher because my child had missing assignments while I was consistently following up with students and going the extra mile to help them. I also had to be mindful that I couldn't solve all of my students' problems and I had to safeguard against becoming overwhelmed by issues outside of my control. I reached out to our school counselor and social worker for additional supports for students as needed and shared information with families about resources that they could access in the community. I know I've said this several times before. However, I must also give credit to the fellow educators on my team for being a very supportive network throughout the school year. This was the year when we really needed to divide and conquer, and the creativity that was evident and utilized across the grade level would not have been the same had we done the work individually. One routine or technique that our team adopted this year as part of our SMART goal was to provide opportunities for students to check in. Over time, some of my students already had their sentences prepared to share in the chat box as soon as the slide went up in the mornings. It was a simple question. How are you feeling? Various emojis with adjectives were displayed on the slide with the question, from which students could choose to describe their feelings. I would scroll through their responses and follow up as needed. I also noted their responses because it helped to guide our interactions and let me know how to support the students during that session. At times, I reached out to parents so they could follow up or check with their children. With cameras off and microphones muted at times, it was almost impossible to know what was going on. I was amazed by how I compensated by relying on my ears to detect feelings when I didn't have the benefit of body language. I believe that at least one lesson can be derived from each challenging experience. This has undoubtedly been a challenging school year, but I choose to find and be inspired by the lessons. As I pause and reflect over the summer break, I wouldn't be surprised if others come to the surface. For now, I'll share three of them. One, challenges prove that we are stronger than we think. I'm amazed by the incredible work that parents, caregivers, and educators around the world were able to accomplish during what is likely the most challenging school year in their lifetime. Many of us became experts at using various technology tools to facilitate virtual teaching and learning. In addition to the Google Suite, my team and I consistently use Flipgrid, Seesaw, Hairdeck, and others along the way. 
I remember how much I celebrated when I created my first assessment on Seesaw and shared it with my team. I never imagined that I would have spent so many hours of screen time within a school year. I also never thought that I could connect deeply with my students if we were not within a physical classroom space. Who knew that we could have been so resilient and adaptable, going from remote to hybrid, then back to remote, then face-to-face? Well, we made it to the end of the school year, and that is evidence of our strength. As the late, great Bob Marley said, You never know how strong you are until being strong is your only choice. Number two, things always have a way of working out. This thought is what kept me grounded and motivated to endure the school year. With each challenge, I reminded myself that I have faced many situations before and they always work out somehow. When there is limited time to get things ready for the beginning of the school year, when grades or report cards are due, when assessments need to be completed to meet deadlines, or when my to-do list seems never-ending, I simply reflect on the past. I have been in this situation before and somehow got things done. Although this year came with different challenges, I had faith that things would work out. Here's another quote that I found that I really liked. Unfortunately, I don't know the source of it. It says, sometimes you just have to stop worrying, wondering, and doubting. Have faith that things will work out. Maybe not how you planned, but just how they're meant to be. Number three, you can always make a difference. In my estimation, our class setting was less than ideal, and I often wished that I could do more for my students. I wish we had more time, hands-on resources, a conducive learning environment free from noise and distraction for each student, and a less restrictive setting where my students were not stuck behind a screen for so many hours every day. An eye-opener came on the last day of school when we were saying our final goodbyes and the students didn't want to sign out of Google Meet. They just kept expressing how much they were going to miss me and each other and just how much they enjoyed our time together. Some of them got really emotional. And then later that evening when we had our drive through event for students who were learning from home, I received several sweet notes from my students. Words of gratitude from their parents confirmed that I was able to make a difference, even when I thought things were not ideal. I found a suitable quote for this idea by Shelley Giard, and it says, Knowing that you are making a difference, even in the life of only one person, makes everything you've gone through seem worthwhile. And after this school year, just knowing that I made a difference for this group of students made all the challenges worthwhile. What a school year 2020-2021 has been. I sit in gratitude that I was a part of this historic time and plan to use these experiences as a source of encouragement when things get challenging in the future. I have always believed that we can find value in all of our experiences, 
good or bad. This final quote sums up my feelings about this school year. I'm not sure who it is attributed to, but it says, I'm stronger because I had to be. I'm smarter because of my mistakes. I'm happier because of the sadness I've known. Now, I'm wiser because I learned. For all of you who are still pushing towards the end of your school year, stay strong. And those of you who are finished, take a breath, relax, rest and recharge, and have a fabulous summer. Until the next episode, walk good and one love. For the joy of learning, subscribe to the teacher's strike.